This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. Today, we're going to talk about some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful news. Madden. I know there's a lot of Madden fans out there, and you know, we're going to jump on some uh, <laughs> some likes and dislikes <laughs> between you know some some of the NFL players, and um, we're going to highlight some of the uh, obviously the uh, some of the NFL players on our Carolina Panther team. Um, we're also going to talk about um, top um, top ten coaches, and and is uh, Ron Rivera one of them? Um, well, yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to touch that right now. Um, how big of a bargain um, is Christian McCaffrey compared to the pending contract extensions to, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon? Um, we all know, um, you know, Christian has gotten better each and every year. Um, so, you know, oof, we'll, we'll talk about that because, you know, Elliott's a beast, Gordon's a beast, but anyway. Um, and we're also going to talk about the four-man rush, um, our plans for camp, like Camp Wofford coming up, the, the, our, our new website that – is beautiful. You guys, you guys, want to check that out? And da, 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 we have clothing apparel. Damn it, that's right. We have clothing apparel. Can I, can I say that? Okay. <laughs> yes, we have clothing apparel, and um, I have to say they uh, they look stunning. They look stunning. So let's go. Ahead, let's go ahead and jump into the the goodies first, right? Let's talk about that Madden 2019. EA Sports is in the game. <laughs> right on. Um, so, uh, Larry, Madden, um, there's some people out there that are pissed off about their ratings. Um, when I say people, I'm talking about NFL players and um, things of that nature. So, uh, just just give me your 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 take on the, the new Madden game and the ratings, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, I'll start by saying, you know, I've been playing Madden. I'm 30 years old. My first Madden game was Madden 93, and I've had every other game since then. So, you know, when these ratings come out every single year, pretty much always disgruntled because they never show the Panthers any love specifically. Um, one eye-popping thing that I caught this year was uh, Luke Keekley. You know, last year he was a 99. I didn't see much drop-off from his game from last year to this year. At but all. Apparently, <laughs> he's a 98 this year. And then when you want to think about who is the only linebacker in this year's game that's ranked at a 99, you're looking at Bobby Wagner from the Seattle Seahawks. So I know for sure there's a couple of guys in Panther Nation that were really, really disgruntled about this. My boy A.J. Allen, he wasn't pretty uh, static about that. And, you know, when you want to dig into some numbers, it just doesn't add up. But I'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, another thing is, uh, you know, if anybody noticed, they had to – what was it the uh, the four the forty yard dash they did for a million dollars? Yeah, with some of the best athletes in the NFL. In the NFL. <laughs> Dante Jackson came in second place in that. You know second. what his uh, speed rating on the game this year is? Ninety five. Ninety five, man. And a lot of people be like, "Well, ninety five is pretty fast." But when you look at guys like Tyree Kill, who got a ninety nine speed rating, stop it. A couple other guys got ninety eight to ninety seven. As you're looking at Dante Jackson, like, what's the problem? So that's probably the biggest thing I was upset about. Um, other than that, you know, they didn't show our offensive line any kind of love. I think our highest rated offensive lineman this year was uh, 
Matt Paradis. He comes in at an overall of 88. Mm. I think the biggest surpriser was Trey Turner, you know, pro bowler, perennial pro bowler. No one will believe that his overall was an 80 this year. So just an 80. (laughs) Just an 80. That's it. Trey Turner? Trey Turner is an 80. (laughs) Even 80 on Madden this year. So that's a perennial pro bowler, by the way. Multi. But, uh, Perennial. <laughs> Some of the things that you probably weren't surprised uh, is, you know, people don't know much about Prashawn Golden or nothing like that. I think his is a 70, I'm sorry, a 67. God. But, you know, as the season goes on, you know, they go based off of how things happen in real life. They actually adjust the, the ratings every week. So hopefully his rating goes up if he gets significant playing time. But um, just to touch back on that leak, that uh, that, Coop, that Luke Keekley issue. So in 102 games, uh, Luke Kuechly has 609 tackles. Bobby Wagner in 103 games had 559 tackles. Mm. Assisted tackles, Luke Kuechly has 339. Bobby Wagner has 357. Uh, combined, Luke Kuechly has 948 total. Bobby Wagner has 916. Bobby Wagner, the only thing he had better really was uh, sacks. He has 16 and a half sacks compared to Luke Kuechly's 12 and a half sacks. Mm. However, Luke Keekley has 55 pass breakups, 16 interceptions, defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. I mean, aside from one single category, Luke Keekley surpasses Bobby Wagner in every aspect, but Wagner gets the 99. That's all I'm going to say on Matt today. I'll take some of uh, some whatever your thoughts are about it. <laughs> Go ahead, kid. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Go in on him, Kevin. Go in on him. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was I was just allergic, you know, hearing those numbers, you know, going along with my own personal recollection, you know, that I, I'm sorry, my, my body just had allergic reaction to just, you know, scream bullshit. I'm just going, you know, we grown here. We grown. We grown. I can say it. But, yeah, man, you, kids? you know, this. <laughs> sorry for the kids that's listening. But, hey, you know, it's it real is talk. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a little background with me, you know, just like Larry. Uh, I got on the Madden franchise probably around 98. So you got a head start on me. I'm, I'm feeling to be 40 um, come this Saturday. So I've been playing Madden damn near about 20 years myself. And mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it, I get the frustration of the players because as a fan, you know, I've always been playing with the Panthers since, you know, the Panthers have been around. And, and you take a look at the ratings and the numbers and you just be like, really? Seriously? Like, you can tell the the media and the small market teams, if you're not a winner, you're you're not going to be favored. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and holler any kind of conspiracy, but just all of a sudden, just kind of frustrate me. And, hey, I'm going to keep it 100. I went to settings, and I twerked the attributes some. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I know you're not supposed to say that, do that. <laughs> but, hey, if I felt like something was just totally absurd, I tweeted to where I felt like it should be, and I played how I played. Now, I'm just going to leave that alone. That may be uh, against the Madden rules, but it's a reason why that option is there, because they know they messed up. So, <laughs> so you know what? So be it. You know, still lost a few games, but that's a different story. But overall, you know, I, I could definitely, you know, feel the players' frustration about it, and, and you know, because... This is like the most popular like football game ever, if I'm not mistaken. Only thing more popular than Madden, I think, is FIFA Soccer as far mm-hmm. as video games. So mm-hmm. it's just it's definitely something that causes not only fans but players to uh, overreact. And Tim, if I'm not mistaken, 
we got a little piece about a, a NFL player that <laughs> went super Saiyan mode about about his um, <laughs> NFL ratings, if I'm not mistaken, right? When Keenan Allen, yeah, it's, it's on his uh his Twitter feed. <laughs> it's it's hilarious, man. He was really pissed about that. I I don't know if I should play it on the podcast. I don't I don't know if I should play it. I what I, what I will do, I'll put the link, the text content. Um, so when so you guys just scroll down, you'll see it. But it's hilarious, man. They gave him some messed up ratings too when he went in. <laughs> so who makes this you know, stuff? He's a perennial pro bowler. I mean that makes no sense. <laughs> and then they gave him an eighty-seven speed. That's like one notch higher than Luke. Luke is an eighty-six, and we know Luke can move, but <laughs> oh, that's sad, bro. <laughs> I thought Keenan Allen would have legit, you know, four-five speed, four-four speed. Now, if you guys, so, for you guys are listening right now, if you want to go to the, it's on the the Sports Center Twitter feed. You know, he he plays for the Chargers. Obviously, you can go to the Chargers Twitter feed too, and. Yeah, he, he's in, he's in his car, man. He's just going in like, dude, what the hell is yeah, this? He's absolutely livid about his Madden rating. So that just tells you, know, you know, the fans aren't the only ones that play Madden. These guys, exactly. these players go home and play Madden too. Exactly. I remember, uh, I think the Redskins, they had a quarterback issue. I think after uh, Alex Smith broke his leg and I think the backup got hurt. Long story short, they called up this guy off his couch. I think it was Johnson. Hmm. So he asked him, he was like, uh, how'd you get to know your players so fast? How were you able to build your rapport? He was like, oh, I just play Madden. So, <laughs> you know, NFL wow. fans are into it just like we are. So that that's that's something big to them. And obviously, it's a new generation. They kind of take these things to heart. Yeah, man. If you look at our overall roster, I'm a little bit upset because it's only two players above a 90. You got Luke at 98 and McCaffrey at 91. Wait, so whoa, I think whoa. those are probably the only two players that are that are extremely happy with their overall. Grade. Wait a minute! Wait, come on! Yeah, come and then you got on. then you get Olsen, who's been hurt like the last couple of seasons. He ranked in at an eighty nine, so he was higher than a lot of other, you know, booking Titans that have been doing their thing around the league. So you know, they they kind of just got it off this year. Wow! I think the most accurate thing you can get is maybe a. Uh, Kawan Short is an 85, Gerald McCord is an 86. So we got a pretty yep. star-studded up front D-line type of thing. Surprising thing was uh, Ryan Burns. He's a 76. Most rookies don't get grades that high. He's actually one notch higher than Bruce Irvin. So. Wow. And then there, his acceleration rating is a 91. So you talk about that first step off the ball, they, they kind of hit that on the nail. So, you know. <laughs> Man, they hit in certain places, but for the most part, they missed in a lot of places. And you know, mm. Madden, I don't get too upset about it anymore because they disappoint us every single year with True. these ratings, man. It's almost like so, they want to do it so people have something to talk about, like we yeah, are right now. That's why they do it, to be <laughs> like we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They got us. Um, Panther Nation, if you uh, if you play Madden on Xbox, you can look me up. Walk and lick smooth. I also post that on one of our pages or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be able to get it. Shoot me, shoot me that info, man. I'll type it on there. I'll definitely shoot that out there. I'm an avid Madden player. I play it every year, no matter how bad the game is, no matter how good the game is. I'm there present every year. And we do a few leagues on the side, too. So if you want to join the league, let me know. I got plenty of leagues you can join. Wow. You heard that, folks. You play? You still playing, Kevin? I'm going to be honest, uh, I haven't played since Madden 17, you know, uh, got caught up in this thing called life. 
Amen. had to uh, switch up careers and had to get on my hustle. And I, and I was like, look, I, as much as I like Madden, you know, I can't take Madden to the power bill. I can't take Madden to my car payment. I can't take Madden to the grocery store. So, Facts. you know, I had to get on. But I definitely look forward to uh, when I do get some downtime, definitely looking forward to picking it up this year because I, I, I definitely like our roster. And like you said, as the season progresses, I'm looking forward to seeing how how the uh, rate ratings adjust to dealing with the style of play. Now, for all the talk so far, uh, particularly with the Panthers, we we failed to mention Cam Newton, yeah. and I'm looking at Cam, you know, as a as a 84 on Madden. Now, anybody that knows Cam Newton, know Cam is probably the biggest Madden player mm. on the team. You know, as far as as I've been following throughout the years, I, I've seen videos where he's had teammates over for quote Madden parties and you know Madden tournaments at his crib and nice. things like that. So when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to that, I mean, I'm looking at Cam overall. He's a 84. They got his awareness 88, speed 85. Shocker here, accuracy is up higher than it's been in a long time, folks. They got Cam at an 88. <gasps> what the. If I'm not mistaken, or is that acceleration? ACC. Larry, help me out. Yeah, that's, that's acceleration. The acceleration. Oh, yeah. oh but, um, the way they break down the accuracy this year, they'll do it like uh, they'll do it like short pass accuracy, deep pass accuracy, so on and so forth. I can take a quick look for you uh, if you give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look that up while I, you know, chop it up a little bit more. But yeah, so you know, when I looked at Madden, I, you know, I took a look at you know who else on there. Uh, Bradbury at a 79. Uh-huh. Arrow Williams at a 79. So it seems like they got us down for a little like an overall average offense line. Personally, I thought Moten might be a little bit higher. They got him at an 80. I figured he'd have been like possibly with the season he had, mid-80s, like 84, 85-ish. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, you know where it is, you know, he needs to improve his uh, run blocking a little bit more, but you know, I, I think we'll we'll definitely see that. Scrolling down through Ross, I mean, Eric Reed, a seventy six. Wow, that's disrespectful. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? That's right. disrespectful. What seventy six? Wow. You know, Cam used to have like a ninety nine, ninety eight throwing power. I guess they took his shoulder and uh, his shoulder injury into mm-hmm. consideration this year because. Uh, He's looking at a 93, which is still a gun, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Short arm accuracy, he's at an 88 this year, which mm. is, you know, like you said, pretty high from what uh, we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, medium is an 84. That's like uh, the intermediate passes, which mm. is, from what I remember, a little bit higher than what we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And then the deep ball. They kind of took some love away from him. He's down to the 82 this year, and he used to be pretty high on that regard. He used to be one of the best deep ball passers in the league. So mm-hmm. I guess that's fair. You know, I guess that's fair. They, they didn't take too much away from his athleticism. So, you know, yeah. Cam is Cam, and usually every year his rating goes up. So throughout the season, you'll probably see that climb a little bit. Yeah. Yep, yep. Now, another thing for me, as you was talking there, I was just scrolling through. You remember how we posted in the four-man rush about the uh, who were the top cornerbacks in the division and both Dante Jackson and Javion Elliott, well, he was with um, Tampa Bay um, last year, but he's with us now, but he was their top cover corner. Yeah. Just to kind of show you now, Javion Elliott actually graded slightly better in coverage than um, Dante Jackson 
But um, according to Madden, that apparently didn't mean nothing because Dante Jackson is rated at an 80, while Javon Elliott is rated at a, hold on, scrolling down here. Oh, wow, he's way down here, a 66. <laughs> so, you know, um, hey, <laughs> you know, that's why I say that's, that's the frustration with Madden because how can someone that graded slightly better in coverage be such a huge discrepancy you know, unless, you know, other factors of his game just kind of, you know, they viewed as, you know, worthy of him being way down. And then I had to look up my own boy, Alex Armour. They got him in a 67. Trash. Um, I ain't going to lie. My boy, he, he maybe got a little generous with this, even though it's low. They got Butler at a 69. Mm. Um, you ain't check out your boy Dennis Daly, then, huh, did you? <laughs> uh, it ain't finished loading up that far down, but... Um, I can get to it for you. I know, I know it's exactly a, it's where you're Yeah, it's a 58. I just saw it. It's a 58. Ooh, 58. But real talk, though. Serious disrespect, though. I mean, one, I, I know he's just a long snapper, but come on now. Jansen at a 47, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about someone that's been in the Pro Bowl as a long snapper. Mm-hmm. I mean, these get the man in the 60s or something. This man been in the 40s every year. <laughs> man, I mean, Kyle Allen for one game torch new orleans he got a 49 you know they gave him an 82 speed though is mobile i guess (laughs) they gave heineken 83 and he's rated a 54 so you know hey go go figure um but yeah these are just some of the things folks that you know us madden heads look at down to the degree we'll we'll scroll through every attribute of every player (laughs) and grade it with a fine tooth gone so that's just how you know how much it means to us. And uh, make sure you guys enjoy that uh, that that Madden on Xbox and PlayStation three, two, four, whatever. <laughs> I still play it on PlayStation two, so yeah, I'm I'm that kind of guy. Oh, you got the Fred Flintstone version? I got it. Yeah, yeah okay. man. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm still playing 06, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, with McNabb on the cover. Yeah, yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> no doubt. No, I don't need to invest in a PlayStation 4. That's going to take me away from what makes me money. So I I don't even go down that route. <laughs> so, Tim, do you do use dial-up or DSL to play Madden? That, oh, you know, I just want to know. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I play the computer. The computer and I have a good time. <laughs> oh, man. You're hilarious, man. Let's get on to the real stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, next topic. Coach Rivera as a top ten coach in the NFL. Um, phew, I'm mm, mm, that's that's a tough one, man. I'm, I think so, but you know, yeah, that's just me. Um, so yeah, folks, we're going to give you guys a take on that one. Yeah, simmer on that as we go go through this with a fine tooth comb. Uh, Kevin, do you think Rivera is a top ten coach in the NFL? When I answer that question, I'm definitely going to answer it. You know, without any bias. So definitely just based on, you know, my overall love and respect for the game. But yeah, I definitely think Ron Rivera, excuse me, let me correct it. Ron Riverboat Rivera <laughs> is a top 10 coach. So let me, let me, let me just go ahead and put mm. the spin on it because mm. when he's Riverboat Rivera, he's easily a, a top 10 coach. I would say anywhere between top five to seven when he's Riverboat Rivera for me. What we, we've seen that when he's in Riverboat mode, I mean, the play calling is everything about him is just aggression at the right time. It's not all out aggression, but definitely putting the team in position to seize the moment versus trying to, you know, stall off or hold off the inevitable. I, 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 
I'm, I'm a big fan of Rivera since he was hired. I kind of follow him a little bit uh, before he was even offered a coach, you know, knowing him and back in his days with the Eagles up under, you know, um, their former defense coordinator. Um, was it Jim Johnson, if I'm not mistaken? Mm, uh, the I one that passed so. away. But anyway, and then when he went to Chicago, when the Bears went to the Super Bowl and got smoked by Peyton Manning them, <laughs> uh, when, you know, he was a defense coordinator there and when he was in San Diego. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Rivera. I definitely think that when he's in riverboat mode, he's definitely top 10. Um, for me, I would probably put him around anywhere between five to seven, depending on the argument that day, mm. to as far as like coaches in the NFL. Just the fact that from a defensive mind frame, I definitely think he's a top five defensive mind coach yes. in the league. And yep. we saw that with the last six games that he took over defensive play calling, how much the Panthers defense, which had been looking like straight hot garbage for a good middle part of the season during that seven game losing streak. I think I had posted a on the four man rush Facebook page, a post where when Rivera took over the points per game went down to about 16 or 17 points a game with his play calling. So, you know, we can get anywhere near that with the type of talent we got this year. I can see him being hailed as one of the, the best defensive mind in the leagues under the terms of the ones like the Wade Phillips and and the, the other masterminds of NFL defenses. So, yeah, when he's Riverboat Rivera, he's definitely top 10. When he's Ron Rivera, 15... 20 range but that's that's just my personal perspective yeah perspective well there you go folks uh larry how you see top 10 well reason why we're talking about this is because uh cbs sports put an article out put their top 10 coaches in the league um i had to look at the list you got mike tomlin you got sean mcdermott you got john harbaugh frank wright doug peterson Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and of course the GOAT Bill Belichick. So the first thing I think about is who would I replace for Ron? So first off, yeah, he's a top ten coach. Um, two time coach of the year. Um first first coach to three peak the NFC South. Got us to a Super Bowl. We've had uh, like a five or six year run as a top ten defense. Um the turnover in our coaching staff is crazy. That tells you a lot about the head coach, you know. Pretty much everybody's moved on to bigger and better opportunities. Um, first thing that pops out, you know, they put McDermott in, in the top ten, and that's Ron Rivera's protege. You know, he comes from mm-hmm. his his lineage. So, no, yeah, he's definitely a top ten quarterback. I think if he were able to win more consistently, like put together a back-to-back with some of you guys defined as a winning season, um, we would definitely probably be in the top three argument. Um, Frank Reich, I think it's a little bit unfair to throw him in the top 10 after only one year of proving something and didn't even really go that far in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Ron Rivera is definitely a top 10 coach based on everything that Kevin said was pinpoint accurate. Um, one of the biggest things that I respect about him is even when we have in a bad season, I don't think you can find anybody outside of Don Terry Poe that, you know, took a playoff. And that's in the whole nine years. And that, you know, it was his that's first true. year in the system. I guess he didn't really understand how we get down here in Carolina, but he knows now. Guys play hard for him, no matter what time of the year it is, no matter what our record is. When you have that kind of respect in the locker room, that speaks volumes. There's a lot of coaches that didn't even have bad years but end up getting fired because the players didn't believe in them. So step one to being a head coach in this league is, you know, your players got to believe in you. 
and your staff has to believe in you. And Ron has consistently been able to prove that every single year. I don't think it's a guy in Carolina that works for the Carolina Panthers that doesn't believe in Ron Rivera. Even David Tepper shows you that by bringing him back for another year when he didn't even have to. So I think the the writing's on the wall. Ron Rivera's work speaks for itself. His resume is strong. People have been begging to fire him in years past, but I can pretty much bet my last dollar. If he were to fire Ron Rivera, he'd have a job in 24 hours. You know, the whole the whole league respects him. So is he a top 10 coach? In my opinion, yes, he is. Where I would rank him at, I would probably put him around, probably around seventh right now. I think he, you know, I know Mike Tomlin beat us last year, but I think overall Ron Rivera is a better coach than Mike Tomlin just because of the command he has in the locker room. We don't tolerate drama here. You know, there were signs that Mike Tomlin was losing that locker room with all the antics Antonio Brown gave you, arguments between him and Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger, just drama. And that's something that we don't really have to deal with here. So, yeah, I would probably put him around seven, uh, put him ahead of Big Dermot, put him ahead of Tomlin, put him ahead of Frank Wright. I, I can agree with that, man. I absolutely. I have a, I have a lot of respect for, for Ron Rivera. And, um, you know, I, I think people tend to uh, maybe not forget, but, kind of uh puts to the back of their mind the uh uh the 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 structure that uh, that Ron Rivera had to come into in terms of players personnel um it, he 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 did have these guys playing at a high level even though we weren't winning a lot of games early on you know we had a we had a patchwork for a defense and things of that nature and he was trying to pull guys who understand who understood the scheme and uh, you know you know and he did what he, he did what he had to do, but he never, never lost that that locker room, not at all. And when you can spit out head coaches who who were um, under your tutelage left and right, like he he has been, um, even though Wilkes ran into a buzzsaw in Arizona, I mean that was that was set up to fail, and no matter who took that job, um, you, you know it, it speaks volumes about his ability to teach and his ability to motivate, and that's a sign of good leadership. Um, and those guys will run through a wall for that man, and and that's that speaks volumes, especially when you got personalities like Cam Newton in your locker room, and you hold it hold it together. Cam wasn't easy to deal with his his first his first five years, I guarantee you. you know, he's, <laughs> he's he's grown up a little bit since he's starting to have children now, and he's a father, and whatnot. But yeah, it, to, to to be able to have somebody like Cam Newton on your side in that locker room, you know that 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 spoke volumes, and he was able to keep Cam and, and Smitty together. <laughs> <laughs> for, for that season too, so I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, yeah. You can't, uh, uh, excuse me, Ron Rivera is uh, a top ten coach in my opinion, just just because just because, just because of the the respect that he gets and his ability ability to motivate that 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 puts him in top ten for me easily. Hey Tim, I agree with you. And just to touch on your last point, man, you look at the other thirty one coaches in the league outside of Bill Belichick. How many guys would bench Cam Newton for not wearing the right tie? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So exactly. to demand that kind of respect from your players and they still respect you afterwards, yeah. that, like you said, it speaks volumes. But I wouldn't trade my coach for anybody right now, except for probably Belichick, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you trade a defensive coach for a defensive coach, man. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That, that's... Yeah, you can keep all of the all this new age stuff. Let's go get the handsome, offensive minded Todd McVay. I, I mean, Sean McVay. I could care less about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He still wins championships. When it came down to the big game, the Rams couldn't get a stop. 
Yep. You see it every year. You can, your offense can get you to the dance, but your defense is going to win the game for you. So yep. the most important one. So I'll take a defensive-minded coach any day of the week if they definitely come in correct, you know? You're here. You're here. And Ron Rivera, he's, when, he, when he got the right parts, folks, he will screw with your head. He will screw with your head if you're, an, if you're a quarterback out there, man. Try to audible out of that stuff. Yeah, you got somebody like Luke in the middle, and he's groomed and and, and molded. You want no part of that ride, Jack? <laughs> yeah, and one thing I'd like to say, you know, is that Bruce Irvin mentioned that one of the biggest things that influenced him to sign with Carolina was a conversation that he had with Ron Rivera back during the draft process back in 2012. For those that don't remember, oh. in 2012, Bruce Irvin was drafted. I believe three spots after Luke Keekley at number 15. And the Panthers had had some serious talks with Bruce Irvin at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, Luke was taking ninth, but uh, I think Irvin was taking around 15th, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a conversation that, that stuck with Irvin all of these years, even though he played in Seattle. He said he always had an admiration and respect for Ron Rivera for being straight to the point, for being direct, and definitely – telling the way that it, that it is and not what you want to hear. And he said that always stuck with him. So when he had the chance and opportunity to come and play for Ron Rivera, he said without hesitation, it was definitely one of the uh, biggest factors for him in choosing to come with Carolina. Yeah, I know he only did a one-year deal, but I de- definitely think that, you know, if he puts up stellar numbers and along with a good winning season, uh, I definitely believe he's someone that would like to stay around. It's just simply for the fact that he has always had a love and admiration for Ron Rivera, and that came out of his mouth from mm-hmm. Bruce Irvin. So that speaks volumes that even on one of your biggest rivals that you still remember a conversation from, what, seven years ago, and, and it still sits with you today. So that, that says a lot about, about what type of person Rivera is and what other people feel about him as players. Right on, man. Great discussion, man. Well, of course, we're gonna wish Coach luck, but you know he's he's come quite a way as a as a as a HC, and um, it's only going to go up from here. Absolutely, we got the pieces in place to to make that happen. Speaking of which, uh, Christian McCaffrey is one of those pieces, and you know, based on what we've seen with Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon and their their production, and in in comparison with their contracts and things of that nature. Uh, some will say that the Carolina Panthers have a darn good thing going. Um, quite a maybe even a bargain, if you want to say. Um, with what we've gotten out of Christian McCaffrey, um, quite honestly, um, you, if you want to talk about you know, three down backs, he's positioned himself in the top five easily, easily. NFC, AFC combined. I'm, I'm and I'm being real with you. Number one, endurance. Right. Number one, endurance. Number two, his ability to catch the football is is remarkable for a uh, uh, for a running back. Um, so, uh, Larry, what do you how do you, how do you see uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, positioned as as far as us having a bargain out of uh, in comparison to you know, how what we paying this guy in, in his production? I mean, to get what we're getting off a of rookie deal is one hell of a bargain because if mm. you look around the league, like you mentioned, uh, you got a guy like Melvin Gordon who's been pretty productive. I think he's had one one thousand yard season, but for the most part. Melvin Gordon is the type of running back you got to look at his whole body of work as far as all-purpose yards. Mm -hmm. He's also a touchdown machine. So he usually finishes around, you know, 13 to 1,500 all-purpose yards, gets you 10-plus touchdowns every year. Mm -hmm. Um, You look at 
Ezekiel Elliott, the whole league fears him except the Carolina Panthers. We showed you why we don't fear him in week one. At all. When you really look at the whole body of work, Zeke is one of those type of backs that, you know, he deserves top dollar. Um, I'll go as far as looking at Le'Veon Bell. You know, he stood up for the running backs because it's an undervalued position. But these guys are some of the best athletes in the game itself. So um, you see what kind of money he got. I think when it comes around to it, when it's time to give Christian McCaffrey that bread, he'll probably be the highest paid running back in the league. So you asking if we're getting him at a bargain right now? We absolutely are. We better ride this rookie deal as long as we can until it's you know, feasible for us to do him an extension. Um, one biggest thing, like you said, was endurance. What did he play? 97% of the snaps? I believe so. It was in the high, mid to high 90s. Yeah. The Cowboys' whole offense, and he didn't play that many snaps. You know, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, you know, he's not as good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, pound for pound, Christian McCaffrey, you got to throw him in that top five. Got to. Um, I don't know if you guys learned that, but uh, Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knee. Yeah, man. So if you're looking at the future, you know, as far as top running backs, I think they're going to put him on a little bit of a pitch count. Not to say he's not talented, but, you know, they want to they try to wear him as long as they can. Mm-hmm. The top five running backs in the league, to me, right now, you got Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, last two spots are interchangeable. I want to kind of throw a... I'm going to throw Saquon Barkley in that mix, and I'm going to throw Alvin Kamara in that mix. But yeah. however you want to, however you want to label them, however you want to put them, whatever order you want to put them, to have a you know top five running back says a lot because most of the time running backs are pretty replaceable. A lot of teams are doing it by committee. Um, a lot of teams lose a running back, like the Steelers, for example. They mm-hmm. lost Bell. This guy, this rookie guy, comes in and gives you the same production. I don't think it's the same when you got elite guys like what we're talking about right now. Right. So all those guys I name are going to get paid, but the fact that we're getting, we've got one of those guys and he's on the rookie deal right now. That's one hell of a bargain right now. Absolutely, Kevin. How do you see it? Well, I see it as you know with Chris McCaffrey. While we was you know while I was listening, to you guys, I was just looking up his rookie contract, his uh, fifth year option. It's not till 2021. So, obviously, with the pending CBA um, coming up, if I'm not mistaken, during the after the 2020 season, you know, it's, it's definitely going to help determine a lot what goes on as far as the type of money that will be available to resign a player of Christian McCaffrey's caliber, easily, you know, top five running back. In the NFL, not just the NFC, but just the NFL, period. You know, I think if you went to all 32 GMs and ask them who the top five running backs are, uh, I'm pretty sure that McCaffrey name would come out the mouth of of every GM. If they didn't, it's probably our NFC South rivals who, you know, just want to be petty and try to throw that guy in the mix. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, as you guys were talking about, you know, other players around the league. Let's also not forget about what happened out in Denver. You know, uh, they released a C.J. Anderson and got an undrafted rookie. Uh, what's the kid's name? Um, he had a, like over a thousand yards, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Uh, Philip, can't think of his name. Larry, you know who I'm talking about, right? The running back out of Denver, Lindsey. Yeah, that's it. 
you know, Philip Lindsay, an undrafted rookie, he came and got over a thousand yards uh, for Denver. So he's someone that's definitely done, you know, got his eye on the map. So, wow. you know, the whole thought process of, you know, running backs can be replaced as a whole. Most teams probably feel like that, but when you get the type of three down caliber running backs like McCaffrey and the other ones around the league, you just really have to take advantage of the fact that while you can afford them, build up your other areas. Cause when payday comes, McCaffrey gonna get his bread. Now, <laughs> we all like to think, you know, hometown discounts, this, that, and the third, but you know, depending on how this new collective bargain agreement goes, we'll we'll just see exactly what's what's on the table. I, I think McCaffrey doesn't even get to the fifth year. I think he probably gets extended probably sometime during his um during the twenty twenty season next year. But again, it just depends on how everything else goes with other players, you know, like Cam and Luke. But definitely when it's uh, payday for McCaffrey, I twelve to fifteen million a year, I see easily being something that he would would definitely be uh, deserving of, if not a little bit more, depending on, you know, the market for running backs at that time. So, yeah, McCaffrey is definitely someone that Panther Nation, we should be extremely thankful for. I know a lot of Panther fans had felt that he was too small. Uh, you know, he can't run between the tackles. Oh, let's just put him at a slot wide receiver. I heard all of that. All yeah, of that. You got to stop that, Kev. He's just because he was right, bro. Let's just keep it funny. <laughs> <laughs> he brought the same weight as Devontae Freeman, man. Just don't run his body. I mean, really. I, I hated that about that. He was yeah. talking about he's too small. He can't do this. And that's because he was right, bro. We yeah. already know what time yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate you channeling your, any, your inner money on that one because that's definitely been something Monty would have said if he was here. So, uh, <laughs> Shouts yeah. out to your money. We'll catch you on the next one, bro. But, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the white part too. And crazy part, it would be a lot of white Panther fans who were saying because he was white. They used to trip me out sending the Panther goose like, wow, really? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's unfortunate yeah. too, man. You know, it. People have their their you know their prejudices or whatnot, not necessarily in a, a racial thing, but you know, people people are used to seeing the girlies and they're used to seeing the Jerome Bettises and you know these you know these big bruisers and and, and expect you know that's what a starting three down running back should look like. Well, folks, you, you sound like you wanted to say these big black guys. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, you could you, you could put in. It might be a sensitive area. I'm just saying. Now, nah, I mean, you could you could now nah, you could throw in Zonka. You know what I'm saying? You could throw in Big John Riggins. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's out there, you know. But we're we're football minded like that. I'm, you know. <laughs> I mean, the last great one that we saw was probably All Stop, man. You know, as far yeah, as Big Mike. Yeah, Caucasian running backs, man. So it's just something yeah. you don't really see too often. You don't. You don't. When it comes along, guy like Christian McCaffrey, he shocked a lot of people. It's just unfortunate that you know, in a game that we love to watch, people still look at the color of a person in some positions and some aspects. You yeah. see the same thing with Cam Newton and other players. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad he was able to, uh, you know, to over overcome all that. You know, show the show the team, show the world, show everybody that you know he's a running back. He's not a white running back. He's not a black running back. He's a running back. He's a, he's a Pro Bowl running back. He's a That's Carolina. He's a Carolina Panther running back, and he might break every single running back record that's ever been set by a Panther. 
Maybe but, some passing, maybe some catching records too. Absolutely, absolutely. He might have a single season reception record coming up on the horizon if he hasn't broken already for a running back. You know. And who's that white? Who's that white running back for Cleveland? They got on the cover of Madden. Uh, was it Peyton Hillis? Peyton Hillis, yeah, mm. yeah, this season. <laughs> yeah, and then you know that Madden curse, you know, got him. So. Man, that cur- that curse uh, is real too, bro. That Madden curse get a lot of people, bro. Woo. And got Antonio Brown right up out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, yeah, man. he really thought that they was going to get rid of Ben and keep him. <laughs> <laughs> what was he thinking, bro? That man curse is real. Bro. What is he thinking? Oh, my God. It's, it's real, except for Tom Brady. You know, he, he was on the cover of Madden and still got a ring. So, you know, Brady yeah. does not apply to normal logic. Hey, one year he broke his damn leg. What you talking about? <laughs> like, was that the year he was on that where he had to put uh they had to put Matt Castle in? I don't I don't know if that was that same year, but yeah, yeah, I remember that happening. No, nah, he wasn't on Madden that year. That was the Madden where uh, Ray Lewis on the cover when uh, Brady broke his leg, the oh. uh, 07 uh edition. <laughs> Brady was on the uh and man, one not too recent, not too long ago, like eight. Yeah, like couple, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they when they played the Falcons in the in the Super Bowl, it was cause that was the game leading into the intro of the game. You know, him with the uh, Falcons, but yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, rules don't apply to Tom Brady when it comes to the Madden curse. I don't figure yeah, that out. Yeah, he's he's gosh. When you, when you talk about unicorn, <laughs> this mother. <laughs> Hey, when you got a head coach that can watch the other team practice the whole hey, game, now. Game, it ain't too hard, bro. Hey, now, that's that's not real, Larry. <laughs> Already been confirmed, man. You know what time it is. That's not real. Oh, that's just that's just a theory. That's a uh, one of those 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 those, those, those things, you know. Go back and ask John Fox about that 2003 year. We know we know what happened. And I'm not even trying to sound like a salty Panther fan. It's confirmed. It's confirmed information. That's public info. Yep. All day out in Arizona, and, and Bill Belichick was watching us practice. Man, that's why we couldn't do that in the whole first half. Had to go make some halftime adjustments. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've been cheating. They've been cheating to build their legacies. Nobody's going to talk about it because they got so many wins. But I don't hate on nobody, man. I'm just focused on the Carolina Panthers getting one this no year. No doubt. No doubt. And quite honestly, man, if we didn't have a history with the Patriots, it probably wouldn't pan out that way. 2003 will forever be a part of Panther history. And, yeah, so in in that regard, we're all, we're always going to talk about the Patriots. <laughs> We're always going to talk about the Patriots. Damn it! If cheating gets you seats, Lombardis, uh, sign me up for some cheating, please. I'll take cheating for two hundred, Alex. Dang <laughs> hey, man, where's the where's the integrity? Just, with just joking, man. Just just joking, listeners. We're just joking. We're just joking. We'll go out there and start. <clears throat> let's try start hitting people in the kneecaps in the parking lot. You know. <laughs> Just a little around the league news. Um, Bobby Wagner is expected to sign an extension with the Seahawks. Supposedly, it's going to make him the highest paid linebacker in football. Um, so that just uh, raised some questions for me. I'm hoping Kevin might be able to answer before we wrap up. What does that mean for a guy like Shaq Thompson going into a contract year? And for a guy like Luke Keekley, you know, he's probably going to want to deal in a couple of years as well. Mm. Being with the position, you know, Wagner, if I'm not mistaken, is a middle linebacker, and Shaq Thompson was to be outside linebacker, believe it or not. 
that does kind of affect the um, the market based on the position. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as Luke Keekley goes, <sighs> Luke took a hometown discount, I feel, because what I'm feeling like, uh, Luke took either the first or second offer that was made to him. You know, I think he signed for like uh, five years, $60 million, which at the time, you know, based on his resume was a steal, but I think that made him the that highest, made him the highest paid, paid linebacker that year. Back time. Yeah, because I think, uh, I think it was uh, as much as Patrick Willis, the former great middle linebacker with the um, San Francisco uh, 49ers. So I definitely think that with uh, Luke Kiki's contract, he, um, I mean, you had this discussion um, earlier this morning, Larry. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I just I just want to see how this collective bargain is going to play out to um, help dictate, you know, how much money is going to be on the table for, for these players. Keep in mind, you know, now you got to throw Shaq in that conversation with them because in a 3-4, he's considered an inside linebacker now. That's the same kind of money as the C.J. Mosley, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley. He's getting that same bracket as far as, you know, if you're franchise-tagging guys. Basically, he falls into that window with inside linebacker. That's why I said what that might mean for him because they all getting the same type of money between the three of them. You know, Bobby, Luke, Shaq, inside guys get the same kind of check. Now, if he was outside in the 3-4 like an edge rusher, that would be a little bit different. You see how they did Davion Clowney and uh, – in Houston, they tagged him as like a linebacker. So, you know, that money is significantly lower than what a real true edge rusher is. So, you know, Texans are in turmoil right now. I think Clowney might probably try to get up out of there. But I was just curious. You know, that's all. I wanted to see, you know, maybe we might want to extend Shaq a little bit sooner. Maybe try to look into the future. Because I know, basically, I know Bob Wagner is about to break the bank. Right now, C.J. Moses is getting $17 million a year. I think Wagner is easily clearing 20 a year, to be honest with you. Yeah, and just, um, you know, to update you guys on the status of Luke Keekley's contract, he he signed a five-year, $62 million extension uh, back in um, 2015. His contract is actually not up with us until his current contract doesn't expire until the end of the 2021 season. Thank God. Uh, during that year, yeah, so during that year, he's only <laughs> – and I'm saying only going to be making 11.1 million by the time that contract is up. So, uh, yeah, you're, we was talking about McCaffrey at a bargain. I mean, we're talking about Luke, what six-time first-team All-Pro for 11.1 million dollars, and we have not heard any rumblings, any disgruntling, any talk from his. I don't think people even know who Luke Kiki's agent is. That's how low-key and mellow and you know, strictly all about football, Luke Keekly is. So, you know, my conversation with Larry this morning was just thinking like, you know, just based off his mannerisms, I understand it's a business, players got to get paid. I think Luke wants a fair deal, but I don't think he want to try to break the bank even if other players do, because I think Luke values winning and he knows it's going to cost money to keep talent around. Now, if he's getting all the money and we ain't got nobody to keep, you know, them blockers occupied in front of him so he can do what he do, you know, all that money ain't gonna be as fun to spend if he if he's not able to do what he what he's used to doing. So I think a fair deal for Luke, but I don't think he's gonna you know try to break the bank. But we'll see what happens. Well, folks, um, before we wrap up, uh, we have uh, a couple of announcements to uh, mention um, about the uh, uh, website, um, the Four Man Rush website, which is an, which is now up and running. By the way. And we also have some 
clothing apparel that we are testing out and we'll be getting uh, out there for you guys to uh, to check out. Um, Kevin, you want to elaborate on that for uh, for the listeners, please? Yeah, definitely. You know, four man rush fans. You know, I I just want to say that this is these projects have been something that has been in discussion for several months amongst the four man rush because we had a vision in place, and thanks to the the support that you guys have given us, you know, we just went all out above and beyond to make sure that we can give back to y'all the way that y'all given to us to allow us to do what we do. So with this Panther form, with the website for the four man rush, which is went active as of 11 o'clock this morning, we're looking forward to giving you an interactive experience that allows you to get all of your Panther content on any level that's needed. Uh, this was something that took about six, seven weeks to build and the settings of the website kind of puts you in a social media mind frame as far as like the controls, kind of like how what you're used to doing on, you know, Instagram and, you know, it's on all the other social media apps. So the controls will be pretty much familiar to you guys. But we're talking about something that's fan friendly that gives you access. And the website is the fourmanrush.com. Now, you can spell that two ways. That's D-T-H-E, the number four manrush.com and if you forgot to put the number four you can spell it t-h-e-f-o-u-r-m-a-n-r-u-s-h.com either one of those will pull you to our website now there is some training that the foreman rush is going to undergo next week to learn how to add content to the website as the season progresses so we're we're all going to be you know having the ability to you know, be able to update the website and, you know, make sure that we keep our fans with as much fresh and vital content as possible. But this is definitely like the jewel pride of every single member of the Foreman Rush. We all contributed. We all put our thoughts, minds, thinking caps together, had some disagreements, had some great long conversations. So this is something that we're very proud of. And we definitely look forward to you guys having full access to it. Uh, the other part that also dropped today was I, I've been speaking with someone that has a relationship with apparel. Uh, this particular person actually did the apparel for the South Carolina Gamecocks football team. And we're just looking at starting out something small to kind of get a gauge of, you know, the interest of you fans. As you know, in business, all about supply and demand, uh, looking at some Foreman Rush T-shirts and Fitted, ca- fitted stretch caps yeah. to um, to possibly put out to you guys. And depending on you guys' reaction and your demand, we can definitely expand and make sure that everyone that wants to take a part of it will have access to it. You know, we got different color schemes. We got the black T-shirts with the blue-black ground writing. And then we got the opposite. We got the blue T-shirts with the black background writing in it. Um, our hashtag, what a rush is going to be on it as well. So it's definitely going to be something that when I unveiled to the fellas today, it was just something that really was really something that everybody seems to really like. So as we strategize to bring this forward to you at the right time, we uh, we definitely hope you get fans would definitely enjoy it because we put a lot of hard work into it. And we uh, we hope we uh, will have a product that you'd be proud to wear and let everybody know who the four-man rush is. And um, uh, for you, for you Panther fans and uh, for you listeners out there, the, yeah, the exclusiveness of the four-man rush 
is also a part of the appeal, right? There's a lot of Panther podcasts out there, and we support them. Uh, we support them on social media. You know, we um, Kevin's been on a, been on a couple. He's been interviewed on his on several. So um, nothing nothing against anybody else. It's just that the, our format and the content that we bring is so exclusive. That logo is going to represent exactly that. So when somebody sees you with a four man rust T-shirt on or a hat, sweatpants, whatever it is going forward, they're going to know that you are a part of something special. And that's the four man rush. So anything, uh, anything else you guys want to want to want to touch on before we wrap up? Yeah, man, uh, for the Madden heads, you know, ah. walking like smooth on Xbox One. I mean, I can uh, attest with Kevin. You know, I don't have as much time as I used to, so I might not be as good as I used to be. I'm a full time <laughs> student in school at the moment, but I still got IQ, and I still you yeah. know hand out a couple of L's. So. Uh, spell it out for him, man. What is it? It's uh, W-A-L-K-I-N-L-I-C-S-M-O-O-V-E. And that's on Xbox. Xbox One. Xbox One. You yes, heard, sir. You heard it first, Madden Heads. We'll see what you're about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real quickly, um, just to pass on a couple of quick notes as we wrap up here. Uh, many fans probably did not know this, but former Panther offensive line coach, Matt Macer uh, just passed away back on mm. um, July 14th. He was 72 years old. Uh, he was the Panthers offensive line coach from 2003 to 2006. Mm. Uh, he was uh, someone that was well-respected around the league. Um, he was offensive line coach not only in the NFL, but also in college um, here. So definitely, um, you know, a loss to the uh, Panther family. You know, anyone that's ever been a part of us i think it's our duty to make fans aware so you know he was part of offense the coach that helped get us to two nfc championships game and a super bowl during his tenure so mm-hmm. he's definitely uh condolences to his family as well and also you know with his death that's also life it was also announced by dj moore via his instagram that he him and his girl longtime girlfriend are uh, expecting their first child so right. definitely um definitely look forward to you know watching that taste place and and congrats dj uh, you know what i'm saying fatherhood is a great thing so yeah that's that's just a lad tidbits that i had all right so thanks again for dropping by uh for another podcast with the four-man rush it is our extreme pleasure to bring football news uh, from a Panther standpoint and you know, from a universal standpoint, um, as we discuss um, our passion for the Carolina Panthers and for football as a whole. Um, again, thank you so much. Um, on behalf of myself, Timmy Vio, Kevin, Larry, Will, Monty, Canardo, Norris, um, and if I left you out, my apologies. Uh, Vince. Yeah, that's, that's a gentleman's name, Vince. Um, and he to start giving Vince some shout outs, man. He's going to be a part of something big. So, um, again, thanks for dropping by and listening to this podcast. Um, morning, afternoon, evening, wherever time of day it is. I hope you had a wonderful day. I hope you continue to have a uh, have a wonderful day. And as always, keep pounding.
The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four-Man Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four-Man Rush exclusively. Thank you.